0: welcome back to another episode of the easy speak at speakeasy 330 podcast Welcome back, hey, well, on our first episode, we kind of left everybody hanging, just to let you know your host here is Tom on the other mic, and then uh I'm rich Richard Richard, whatever you want to call me, it doesn't yes. matter well, hey, I'd tell you right now we got a we got a pretty full docket today on our uh lots and lots to talk about. But first and foremost, what I'd like to do is I'd like to take this time to thank God, every thank everybody who hit us up on Spotify and Apple. Um, when we started this venture, I don't know, about a month ago when we started planning, uh, I was in doubt that maybe we'd get five listeners. Uh, we had 26 plays last I, week on the first episode. I think the, the overall gist was just something to – For us to do and have fun and hopefully somebody might listen to it and enjoy it and it sounds like it got a better uh better you know outlook than we were expected so we're really happy about that um yeah i'm pumped about it kind of i look forward to wednesday nights i really do it uh (laughs) yeah yeah, it's it's nice it's a nice uh mid-week break from the uh hustle and bustle of work and stuff like that you know my my work, I start, I wake up early in the morning, I start early, I get home early. That's, that's a, that's a mm-hmm. good thing in the summertime, but, uh, you know, still getting up at 4.30 is a grind. Yep, and I don't, so, I mean, that's another story. But, you know, one thing I do want to touch on that I've been uh, I've been following very closely on Twitter and uh, Barstool Sports, man, they've really stepped up. He called it. He called out people. He like, he put, hey, look, hey, I'll put my money up. You put your money up. He put people's feet to the fire and kind of uh, uh, called out a lot of people that obviously are wealthy and are capable of donating. And uh, as of today, I believe there's over nine million. It's probably closer to ten million. Yeah. So for those who don't know. Um, Barstool is a very big uh, sports blogging. They do podcasts. They do um, they do shows on YouTube and stuff like that. I mean, it's, I mean, I, I mean, it's almost like I'm lost for words on what they've done. They've actually helped. A couple of local businesses near us. I mean, mm-hmm. one is an Allen Park, and it's a salon. And it's just not about the restaurant industry. It's, no, it's it's, 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 it's it's about the about the small guy. It's bars, restaurants. There's some dry cleaners. Dry cleaners. cleaners. Yeah, dry cleaners. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to think though. If people are working remote from home, there's no need for a suit. Right, there's right. no need for you know those you know the the, the dresses that the women would wear mm-hmm. and everything like that. Yep. So. They're hurting, too. Yeah. They're not the only ones. It's businesses that have pretty much been built from the ground up, generation to generation, that really are on the verge of collapse. And and when you think about it, uh, a guy who, let's face it, his content is more comedic value, um, a little uh, explicit at times, but you look at him – getting things done, except instead of the politicians, it really it really makes you look at the state of uh, politics we're in right now, that we're a guy who just, he's making money by making people laugh, and he's getting more accomplished than the politicians in Washington that are, are voted in to get the job done, but I digress. Yeah, but not only that, though, but he's got guys like, like Pat McAfee, who, I mean, yep. who recently is blown up. And if you guys haven't listened to Pat McAfee. Do yourself a favor. I had just started listening to him uh, probably about a month ago. But on your on your recommendation. Yep. Let's yep. just say that. I'll mm-hmm. be honest with you. Your recommendation is like, hey, you got to check this guy out. Yep. You got to listen to him. The, the guy's amazing. Yep. Nobody had to call him. No, he, he donated. Said, hey, you know what? Here's $200,000. And, uh you know his own cast members in the studio had no clue he just did it on his own cuz he felt like he was capable and and he did it and that that's pretty cool yeah that's i mean it, cool. i mean and that's and that's what's i mean that's what's great but you know um, if anybody's out here um, listening to us and uh, they take whatever yeah, yeah i mean you, you can, can send 20 bucks just go to barstool.com i believe it is and you can donate to the barstool fund yeah and, you can donate you know you can you know donate 20 bucks you know um and all, just and, and just know that all the proceeds and everything like that is is going to these businesses yep. that so desperately need it yep. during just, this time, just regular people that need help and and they're really uh, reaching out and helping a lot of people, which is awesome. All right, cool. Well, hey, you know, I wanted to touch on that because I've, I've, I've yeah. I find that very near and dear to me because uh, I'm a people person <laughs> and I care yep. about people. Tis the season too for giving and and people right around now need help, especially uh, during the New Year's. So yeah, so. We go from one feel good story to a not so feel good story. So I'm going to talk about the lovable losers for a little bit. Tampa Bay, and it's Tampa. Tampa Bay came yep. in here and stomped our mud holes out. Their backup quarterback had more offense than our entire team. Granted, granted, <laughs> granted, as much as everybody doesn't like the guy, they want him out of town, they want a fresh face, or like that. That right there shows me how important at this moment and for the rest of the season Matthew Stafford is to the Detroit Lions. Well you just can gauge I mean that's my and that's my opinion. Yeah. That's well, that stuff I'm you know what? I'm that's my opinion. Sure. I, I hold it firm. Sure. Have I have I been like I I can't stand Matthew Stafford? Yeah, I will I will admit that. But when you see what you're working with. <laughs> well, the cupboards are pretty bare. But you listen to um, people outside of the Detroit fan base and the Detroit media uh, areas, and, and they love the guy. They love his grit. He's, you know, he's tough as nails. And, and he really, if you think about it, he can make every throw on the field. I know that's an old bit, but it is true. And I, and I do think that. As Lions fans, we tend to take things like that for granted, and then other people make light of it, and it's like, oh, he is pretty damn good. But I think we're in a situation here where has he worn out his welcome? I mean, he's twelve years in, and is 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 it time for him to move on? Would it would it would it benefit his career to move on and a new place, new start, and, and be able to? Show his talents elsewhere. That, that's a tough question right now. And I'd love to see the guy succeed, whether it's in Detroit, which, to be honest with you, I mean, let's face facts. New general manager coming in next year, new head coach, new offensive coordinator. But you have to think the guy has not had anything remotely steady. No. He's either had uh, top receiver core, you know, when Calvin was in town, uh, with zero running back, or he's had, you know, like this year, he's got a pretty serviceable backfield behind him, but who's his go to receiver guy? Galladay's been hurt most of the season. And, you know, outside of Hawkinson, you know, nobody's catching the ball. There, there's just nobody can get open. And, and it, I, he's, he's never really had a situation where, yeah, he's he's got a a complete offense that that really can show off what he really can do. And, and you know, the 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 thing is, is in order to win football games, and and you got to keep your defense off the field. You got to move the ball. Mm-hmm. You have to move yep. the ball. And some of the other things, like you know, you just touched on with the the lack of the running game, uh, struggling at receiver. Uh, you also got to think that. He needs an offensive line. Yep. Well, they went out what four years ago. Got uh, T.J. Lang and uh, which, by the way, I'm a, I'm a huge T.J. Yeah, Lang. He's, T. J. A, he's, he's guy. a good guy. He's a yeah. good guy. But local them, local guy, yep. brother Rice High School. Yep. yep. But he he was beyond his prime, and they got one year, maybe two, out of him, and that was the end of it. So I. <laughs> And really, they didn't pan out because, I mean, they they were hurt most of the time. So even when they did go out and spend money, it never worked for them. Now, mind you, they did put a lot of money into Taylor Decker, which... It's questionable. Yeah. Highly questionable. But, but Helen, at the time, you put that money out there, the market there was no market no, for, for, for serviceable guys especially at at that position and to, so he was he was kind of one of those guys who was in a position where he's like either you pay me yeah. or somebody else is going to pay and then me. and they didn't have a backup plan which exactly. I, you know he kind of leveraged that but you know it, we'll see we'll see what what his contract turns out to be successful for him but i mean ultimately stafford needs to stay upright he's not a mobile guy he's a pocket guy when you force him out of the pocket you, Usually, some bad things are going to happen. Mistakes are going to be made, but he's proven when he has time to throw. He he does he does do well. Oh, so yeah, I yeah mean, for sure. You know, and then you know everybody's saying let's you know let's try to trade him. And I mean, we'll, let's get picks for him. Let's, hey, we'll get a handful of picks from. Realistically, even though he is liked around the league, uh, let's let's be honest with ourselves we might get a third-round pick for him. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I believe you'd get more than a third. I, I I would like to at least get a second, or there wouldn't even be a conversation. But you know, but here's my thing is uh, somebody had told me, he says, look, he says, you can say you love Stafford, you think he's great and everything like that. Is he comfortable? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's pretty comfortable with where he's at. He it's, hasn't had any, he's any had, competition. Exactly. He has not had anybody come behind him. Look at Aaron Rodgers. Yep. They drafted, they drafted his yep. replacement. Aaron Rodgers is an absolute – I mean, he was an animal wow. before, but he's more of an animal you, this year. You want to talk about a chip on the shoulder, and, and he's just gone out, and, and he just makes it look effortless. But, but I think if you look back – But they have an offensive line. They have and an they have, offensive line. They have a running back uh, three levels deep. They have receivers that I mean Devontae Adams is a beast. Yeah. And uh but if you think about it, I think some of Stafford's best years is when he had Sean Hill as his backup. Yeah. Because Sean Hill at that point, I mean, if anybody you guys out there remember who he is, that's going back a few years, but he was a serviceable NFL quarterback, oh. and he and he won. He won he, games. He, he won Stafford games. And he started games. Yeah, Stafford early on in his career. He, he was hurt a lot, except for when he threw those long, deep balls. It looked like he was throwing a Canadian geese <laughs> down the field. I mean, it, it, yeah. it wasn't even a tight spiral. It looked like uh, oh my! But it was like you looked at it and you put your hand over your eyes and you are like. <laughs> Please don't get intercepted. But, but you know he laid in there. Yeah, he was it a game manager, and, he, and you know he made things happen. But you you go back, and and really, there has not been a, a second or a backup quarterback in, that you could say, well, he's going to give Stafford a run for his money. Yeah. Now, uh, going on to like it, it looks right now that the Lions going to have maybe the seventh pick, but they couldn't move up to three. I mean, but it, again, all the stars have to align. Yeah, and you know they're going to go out and, and play the game of the year this week because you know that's what the Lions do. But uh, with no Delvin Cook, by the way, was Right. was so. yep. yep, he's out. So, but you, I don't think that. Eh, I, they're just going to make Delvin's backup look like a yeah. <laughs> look like Barry. But so uh, back to the seventh pick. You know, some mock drafts, which I mean, they are what they are. You know the old the old adage. Um, it's kind of you know what it's kind of like. It's like, hey everybody, let's sit around. We're going to put the top thirty two prospects in a hat, mm-hmm. and we're going to pull them out of yeah. the hat. That's how, that's in my opinion. That's what a mock draft. Is. Yeah, I mean it's, it's a crapshoot. How often do they come true? I mean, I'm so usually tired of the hearing. first five picks you come will you know come to fruition. But I'm so tired of Mel Kiper. Oh, Mel Kiper. Kuiper, with slick back hair. Kuiper's picks. Yeah, well, whatever. He, but they've got some mock drafts with the Lions taking Justin Fields. I almost call him Ryan Fields, uh, an old uh, uh sportscaster here in the city of Detroit. But anyways, they've got them picking Justin Fields. Now, let's face it, the track record from Ohio State, or I should say the Ohio State University quarterbacks hasn't been so good. Yeah, I mean, I in my lifetime, I mean, I remember Kirk Herbstreit a little bit. I mean, I, and I was a, I mean, and I was very young at that time. Herbstreit with his shoulder pads, yeah. Uh, yeah. taller than his helmet. You know, uh, Craig Krenzel, which I think yep. he was out of Utica. Utica, yep. Utica, Utica, or Ford. I think Ford it was Utica, Utica Howard, Ford. Ford, yeah, yep, yeah. I so I, you know, I remember Krenzel, yep. Um, it, it, and it's not a knock. It's not a knock to the OSU program because they do, they do develop some good players. You know, so, they do. Like you know, Zeke. Zeke, the guys, the guys, a hell of a running back. But you he's know, he's a head case, exactly. But that's that's and that's the thing. So, do you think that the the premise of Ohio State is to prepare their athletes for the now, for the big games now, not necessarily preparing them for life after college. You know what? I think they're a, uh, that program is really based on and do win, you, win now, make OSU a bunch of money. And do they get guys that don't necessarily have the character to go on? Uh, because even when you look at some of their non-quarterback positions, they <laughs> – They've had some problems. Uh, Maurice Claret's oh, one of them. He's at the, the top young, of the list. The Youngstown boys, as yep. they used to call them. Terrell Pryor, and they just do they not go after guys that you know that represent and then have the character. I mean, not to you know tap Michigan on the back, but you got a guy in Chad Henney who played in Michigan fifteen years ago. Yep, he's starting Sunday for the Chiefs, albeit it's a meaningless game, but. That just goes to show you, Michigan's had a, quite a few. Tom Brady, twenty-one years in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, I mean they've had quite a few quarterbacks that have made it to the bigs. We're not going to talk about Jim Harbaugh. Well, <laughs> we're not. We're not. That, that, no, that is that is no. not even on the docket for today. Nope. That, but that's going to be for uh, another episode where we're going to bring in a guy who knows a lot more about Michigan football oh, sure. than I can ever imagine. Yep. Shout out to JP, but. Um, yeah, so mock draft, Justin Fields. I I mean, I look at Justin Fields, and I don't see the prototypical Ohio State quarterback. I see a guy that really, I do believe he cares about winning, and he seems like he's got a fairly decent head on his shoulders. But then again, so did some of the other guys, and they never panned out. They never even got drafted, or if they did, they never played, or they changed positions. Yeah. But. Uh, it, it's it's a test. It's 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 a it, it's a crapshoot for the Lions. Also, Devonte Smith is another mock draft. So, do we want to go down that rabbit hole of wide receivers again? Uh, that <laughs> you know, we need a wide receiver, but I I just think there's so many more positions that they need to fill that could fill out of the draft, like a Micah Parsons. They need a linebacker to save their ass. Because I mean. Jelani Tavai, get him out. He's got to go. Bye, <laughs> out. Yeah. Get him out. He has been a complete waste. Jared Davis, bye bye. Yeah. You know, and and and, that, and that's the thing is, uh, hopefully, the next GM that comes in really does his really does his due diligence. They got to clean and, house. And hopefully, I mean, hopefully, I mean, like we talked in our first episode, you know, there's some guys, some of the old ranked guys that have come in, and hopefully that that re-sparks a fire Mm -hmm. under ownership, yeah, you know, and the new GM coming in, he's got guys that have been around winning programs, you know, and I'm not going to say winning programs as, as if the Lions have always been a winning program, per se, But those guys were there in the heyday. You know, Barry and Spielman, those guys were there in the heyday. And (laughs) And I'll tell you right now, and this is how the competition was back then. Nine and seven, you were in the playoffs. Yeah. (laughs) Playoffs. And you're in the playoffs in the NFC this year? Oh, yeah, for sure. But look at the Bears. But you just, you know, but yeah. So, yeah, they have a lot of work cut out for them. But for me, if they come in and start cutting dead weight, and they say, "Okay, it's going to take three years," I'm I'm all in favor, as long as they make the right decisions, and ownership does the right call. Uh, I'm I'm all for it, no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, and with that being said, since we're talking about the lions, and let's stick on the lions here for just a just a tad bit longer. Mm-hmm. I am absolutely, undeniably, sick and tired. <laughs> of hearing about who the coach is gonna yep. be. Let's get let you know what? Yep. Let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. It was funny, I was on Twitter today and I was I follow a, a lot of different podcasts and a lot of different feeds and yep. one of the feeds had said something and I said, Why don't we pump the brakes first here, fellas? Yep. Let's get ourselves a GM. I mean, what are they gonna hire a coach for a GM to come in and say, I, I'm not he's not my guy and there's always gonna be riffs. He's gonna come in and say I hate you. Yep, you know he's going to say I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of you. But and- I d- I do believe uh, behind the scenes that that's the way they're doing it. I I really think there's going to be the GM's going to get the you know, obviously he's going to get picked first, which you know you, that's what you want, and and I see that happening within the next three weeks. I really don't think. Oh, Sheila is uh, in a hurry. There is no No, reason to be in in a hurry. uh, And here's the thing. What's good about them not being in a hurry, maybe that's a sign they're taking it serious now. Well, they've always been quick to bring in the hot name. So they're they're really, I mean, they've interviewed uh, last check six guys, one of which was Scott Pioli, who was on uh, NFL Network's Good Morning Football. Great show, by the way. Um, Kay Adams, hello. But anyways, uh, and... They asked him, you know, you were interviewed and, you know, how, how'd it go? And I mean, he admitted that, yes, he did get the interview and it sounded pretty good. And, and he's a football guy. He's a, he's been executive of the year for three seasons. And that's the type of guy that you want in here that, that knows what to do and, and, and players to keep and who not to keep. And, uh, the impression I got was that, you know, if the job was there, if he was asked to take the job, he would take it. And, and that would be a good pick for me. But Yeah, you know, and, and we've said it on a, on a number of occasions that the culture needs to change. Oh, absolutely. You, with the uh, Quintricia out, <laughs> obviously their culture in the uh, the Patriot way, it, it, it really didn't do us any justice. Nope. Not at all. Nope. And that was always their first pick. You know, it was exactly. and, and the, who did they trade with? New England. Yeah. It didn't seem like they went anywhere other than New England to make changes. I'm so so tired of those those retreads. It's bad. It's bad. So we've had a lot else going on in the NFL besides the the Lions. You know, the the Lions are going to plug along. Week 17 coming up here uh, this weekend. Uh, Hopefully they close the season out with a win, maybe get a little promising. Uh, Honestly, since we're at this position, we have nothing to gain from a win. Nope. You know, a loss would be fine, but in a loss, I hope that nobody gets injured and everything oh, like sure. that, especially sure. your tenured guys. that are coming back next yeah. year. Will Stafford play? Yeah, exactly. You know what, and the guy's a gamer. The yeah. guy's a gamer. He's going to demand to be on the field, and they're not going to tell him no. If he can play, he's going to yep. be out there. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. After the loss this past Sunday with the Houston Texans, I got to tell you right now, and I'm, I'm going to play this for you, and I really want to get your your feedback on this because my personal opinion, what he is saying is everything yep. that goes in my mind about NFL players towards the end of a season.
1: Yep. Practice field and work hard, do your lifts, and do what you're supposed to do. You should not be here. This is a job. We are getting paid a whole lot of money. There are a lot of people... Watch us and invest their time and their money into buying our jerseys and buying a whole bunch of. Sh- and they care about it. They care every single week. We're in week 16 and we're at 4 and 11. And there's fans that watch this game that show up to the stadium that put in time and energy and effort and care about this. So if you can't go out there and you can't work out, you can't show up on time, you can't practice, you can't want to go out there and win, you shouldn't be here. Because this is a privilege. It's the greatest job in the world. You get to go out and play a game. And if you can't care enough, even in week 17, even when you're trash, when you're 4 and 11, if you can't care enough to go out there and give everything you've got and try your hardest, that's bullshit. So that's how. I just, I think it's, that's, there are people every week that still tweet you, that still come up to you and say, hey, we're still rooting for you. We're still behind you. They have no reason whatsoever to. We stink. But they care. They care. And they still want to win and they still want you to be great. That's why those people aren't getting paid. We're getting paid handsomely. That's why. And that's. That's who I feel the most bad for is our fans and the people who care so deeply in this city and the people who love it and who truly want it to be great. And it's not. And that sucks as a player to know that we're not giving them what they deserve.
0: That's the definition of a leader right there. That's a guy that gives a damn, and it's J.J. Watt for anyone that was uh, wondering who that was. He basically was asked after the game, like, you know, what happened, what's going on, and and I think he was generally – uh, pointing that those comments to certain individuals on his team that have not given it their all. And their record is definitely an indicator of that. And that's the kind of guy I want on my team, somebody that's not afraid to step up and be a leader. He's tired of losing. Yep. And And if there's one fault to Matt Stafford – you don't get that passion from him. He just kind of goes along the coach speak and um, the political, um, yeah, the politically um, correct comments and and I really think when you you boil it down, that's that's going to be his downfall. I, I I need him to get pissed off. I need him to throw his helmet and call out guys. You know, not to condone calling out guys individually, but when they're dragging ass and they're just not playing a hundred percent, they need to be they need to be held accountable. And and JJ Watt. Did that in that in that presser, and, and and I applaud him. Oh, I mean, absolutely for sure. And when you and when you sit and you and you think about the words that he said, he pretty much called his teammates yep. out. Like, hey, look, yep. hey, we sign up for seventeen weeks minimum. Look a, look football. around, ball. That's what we. That's what yep. we sign up for. We grind all August. Yep. All off season. Mm-hmm. We grind, we grind, we, especially this year with the uncertainty. Who would have even thought that there was going to be a season this uh, year given the pandemic? I, but I, I'm shocked. But grind yep. and grind and grind. Mm-hmm. He is a character guy yep. that I want sitting in the corner. Yep. I'd give him the corner stall. Yep. I'd give him the biggest goddamn locker room stall there was. Give him his own locker room. <laughs> I, you know what? If he wanted a prince hat, yep, I'd, I'd, I, he would. He would have a crown yep. on his head. Yep, that's what I'd give yep. him. Yep, what he said and how he felt and how he expressed his frustration with his team mm-hmm. because he knows, sure, he knows deep down that the fans, the ownership. And people that support them, who buy the hats, yep. buy the JJ Watt jerseys, Jersey, yep. who buy the Deshaun Watts son, son, son from Clemson, by the way. Clemp. So, you know, people who pour money, their hard-earned money. That's the guy I want on my team. And let's face it, it's Houston. I mean, it's it's not the glamorous. But here's the thing: is they have a fan base? Sure they do. And they're they're rabid. And they're competing yep. against the cowgirls. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And they they, you know, fortunately down in Texas, they they're allowed to have some fans and people show up. And like he said, we stink. Yeah. And and for a We're for 4'11 a- and we and we suck. That's pretty much what he said. He pretty much told the media, "Hey, you know what? I got guys out in my locker room right now that don't want to do shit. Yeah, they, they don't, don't want to show up on nope. time. They, nope. they don't. They don't give a shit. Drop Passes. all they're saying is, "Hey, make sure my direct deposit hits Friday morning." Or how's my TikTok? Uh, you know, a viewership or whatever bullshit that is. But the thing about it is, for a superstar, to openly admit we stink, you know that that's that's a tough pill to swallow. and and, 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 and most people will look at that as like, "Oh, sour grapes." But I look at it like. Hell yeah! I want him on my team. Here's my thing: you're an NFL player. If you are a guy, and you know what? And I'll tell you right now, Pat McAfee said it the other day on the show. I want lions out there. Sure. I want guys out yep. there grinding. I, I don't want a guy that goes on his Twitter and says yep. NFL player yep. in July, mm-hmm. and then he and puts on cut. there, and then he puts on there in September. Yep. You know, and, and he knows what sure. it takes to oh, get. Yeah. He knows what it takes. That guy had an unusual road to the yeah. NFL, but you know what though? Uh, the guy was awesome. Sure, he was. So what JJ Watt said, I wholeheartedly believe mm-hmm. that. I think there's a lot of NFL players that feel that same way. Well, you'd... because if you want to play that game, they have the desire. Sure. To play that game, and you know who doesn't have the desire to play the game. Dwayne Haskins. Oh, <laughs> well, you're talking about a guy who doesn't like football. No, he... Do- doesn't like football. He could care less. Um, big problem. He gets starts with his draft day, and he charges uh, a fee to get into his draft party. Which, I mean, right there, character flaw. You know, and here's another thing is. What a fall from grace! Sure, you know, and I, you know, I'm going to rank him up there with a certain guy who was drafted uh, by the San Diego Superchargers, Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf, yeah. The guy had all the tail in the world, mm-hmm. but he's a head case. Sure Dwayne he Haskins, oh. he falls into that thing. However, Ryan Leaf has changed his life around. Sure, he has. I think Dwayne Haskins is. He's 24. He's, he has. He has the gonna, ability to. He he's going to run some bumps in the road sure. and stuff like that. Will he? Will he get picked up again? But, I mean, I, it's unlikely because you know he's owed too much money. Yeah, you know, and that was one of the things that a lot of people were hitting yesterday on the on the on the Twitter. They were saying, "Hey, let's go pick up Dwayne Haskins. I don't want that nope. guy in my locker room. Nope. He's um, a problem. He's a distraction. And once you're a distraction in one locker room, you go to another locker room." They're just going to assume that you're just another uh, distraction coming in here, and most teams. I mean, look at you know we we hit on it last week with o- ODB down in Cleveland. Yeah, you know they've they've really taken off since mm-hmm. he's been gone. Oh. Is is that a, a, a fact that the cancer's gone, or is it just generally they play better without him? Who knows? But you you take a guy that's a distraction and. So th- I think that mantra sticks with them until they've proven that it's not there anymore. So, Haskins, hey, I, I I will say this: when he was in college, oh, he at was Ohio unbelievable, State, he was absolutely dynamite. The guy has talent, but he has no drive. He made the game look so easy. A once oh, a, a promising career right? in the NFL. Mm-hmm. When he was in college, the guy was as a starter, thirteen and one. Yep. Thirteen and one. Broke the record for touchdown passes in the season, which we you know Justin Field is you know broken, yeah. but at the time he was he was one of the best quarterbacks. Yes. But in 2018 he was the Big Ten Championship game MVP. Yeah. In two thousand and I believe nineteen, he was the Rose Bowl MVP as well. He also accumulated fifty four touchdowns. I think he only had four rushing touchdowns, but he had fifty four touchdowns. Passing touchdowns, nine interceptions. Yep. I mean, that ratio is I, sick. I, I mean, you couldn't ask for anything no. different than that. No, that's that's a career for most most kids in college, you know. And you know, hopefully, but hopefully, him getting released. Hopefully, him getting released. God, Ron Rivera, from what I've read and what I've seen, is after the uh, I'm going to the strip club mm-hmm. without a mask on. He Ron wanted Rivera wanted to, wanted to get rid of him. He wanted him gone. Ron, but then the Upper ownership was like, "Hey, Doug Doug Williams, let's let's legend, yeah, uh, MVP in the Super Bowl for the then Redskins, had a conversation with them, and they basically he convinced them to give him another chance, and that lasted all of one week. Yeah, and he got mad because the passes that he was throwing were." I mean it was just I mean, you and I could ridiculous. go out there and, I mean, and throw that. Yeah. It just and he he showed that he had the the I don't give a fuck look on his face when they pulled him. And then after the game, instead of uh keeping his media obligations, he showered, changed and he got out of there. And yeah. which, you know, that's a big problem. That's that, that's, that's a either. character flaw yeah. and, and he proved it. And hence uh, Ron Rivera marched in the Snyder's office and said he's gone. He, I, he's he got to go. It's either him or me. Yeah. And obviously, Ron Rivera's not going anywhere, so yeah. they got rid of him. But the one thing that, uh, going back to his college stats and his performances, somebody like that, you, you would think, first pick, second pick at the, at the most. He was the 15th pick. Yeah, exactly. And what did he do? He looked in the camera, and he said, I'm going to make all them teams pay. And guess what? You didn't. Yeah, you didn't do anything. You had one good game, and guess who it came against? <laughs> Your Detroit Lions, and uh, that's that. That's his career right but there. You know what? Here, here's, here's a here's a funny thing that I want to talk about with that. This guy, you knew he had problems. They wanted him to go in, and he's out taking selfies with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the in, in the middle, while the game is being played, in the middle of a damn game, they couldn't find him. They Ugh. couldn't find him. They had to throw their backup yeah. in to do it. But I mean, it's just God, man. You know, it's just it's, you want to you want to shake people like that because they've got the opportunity of a lifetime. They make millions of dollars and they just squander it. And yeah. and while people are out here doing their best to survive, and, and they don't have the opportunities that some of these players get, and, and he's a classic example, just a total. Jackass. Yeah, you know, and so you know, from going from there on, just how very I'm not even gonna say it's unfortunate, but how dumb it was. Mm -hmm. Why is the NFL? Why? Why do they cater to? They only cater to a couple teams because I'm gonna tell you this past weekend, right now. Think about this. I know we got some Browns fans that listen to this podcast. You being one of them yourself. So, let me now let me give you this scenario. COVID outbreak in Baltimore. That <laughs> week, who are they playing? The Squealers. The Squealers. They're playing the Squealers. Yep. Okay. Can't have the game Sunday. It was Thursday. It, ah. was, it oh, was Thanksgiving oh, th- night. Th- th- yeah. it, it was the big game of the Thursday. night. Can't have it Thursday. Can't have it Sunday. No. Uh, Monday? No, we can't have it Monday. Nope. Let's try Tuesday. Let's try Tuesday. Mm, Wednesday? No, I think it was Tuesday night They played on I Wednesday. They, oh, they played on Wednesday. They played on Wednesday. 3 o'clock, At, three o'clock on a Wednesday. It, it was a three forty kickoff. Yeah. So, hey, let's make accommodations for this game right here. They, but, hold on, but hold on here. So now we can uh, we can make an accommodation for shitpants Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Allegedly. Okay. So we can make an accommodation for that. However... We can't make an accommodation for the following teams, I'm getting ready to tell you. One, the Denver Broncos. No Denver Broncos had no quarterback, but he, you know what they had? Hey, they had a guy who was a former quarterback who was a quarterback analyst. Yeah, he was on their quality control on their coaching their, He was an analyst staff. who knows all the plays, who knows everything mm-hmm. about it. They said, hey, we're going to sign this guy. Bring him on board. Bring him on board. He's going to, he's going to start for us this week. Has done all the COVID protocols, so yep. you don't need to worry about the five-day wait. You know what the NFL said? No. We can't do that. NFL said, hey, uh, John Elway, uh, suck it. So that was, that that was, was one. That. that was the first one. That was one. The second one I want to talk about, this past weekend with our lovable Lions. Mm-hmm. No we coach. Had, we had a little COVID outbreak, so we had no head coach, no defensive. No, we had nothing. It pretty much was almost like a scene to Varsity Blues, but they didn't win the game. <laughs> Bud Kilmer did not win the game, but the ghost of Bud Kilmer did not make an appearance. No, the wide receiver coach was calling yeah. plays for the Lions. Yeah, you know what? it might as well have been me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got a dog. His name's Clyde. Hey, Clyde, what, what do we call next? You want to so, do the? You want to do the reverse, the okey doke? What do you want to do? So you're gonna you you're gonna go straight. Uh, you go out ten yards and cut in. Yeah. yeah, the playbook was like when you played street football, where you put your palm out and you say, "Hey, I want you to go fifteen steps this way, and I want you to cut towards the middle, and I'm going to hit you in stride." You run to the flag and turn around, and you never hit him in stride. Oh, on, so, no. so you had that. And he, here's another one: if the Browns would have won last mm-hmm. week, playoffs and a chance for the division, it would have been a, it would have been playoffs. No, mm-hmm. oh, no, four. No, no, you're playing. You're playing Sam Darnold yep. and the Jets, Yep. who just won the week before. You're playing Elton John's Benny and the Jets. <laughs> but you know, the, here's the thing: is you made accommodations back around Thanksgiving time for yep. a team, mm-hmm. but you got a team has got four wide And here's the thing: is you could have rescheduled that damn game if they would have pushed it back. You know, maybe to a Wednesday, they would have been there. So for those that didn't know. Um, I'm very uh, frustrated with that game. Four wide receivers out, out. Yep. Two offensive linemen out. Your top two starting linebackers out. It was still a pretty close game, it and was they like lost. They out, lost by a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. threw the ball 53 times, which is questionable. But um, not having that offensive line really hindered their ability to run the game. But so you look at uh, the four receivers down. Your number one receiver wasn't even on the roster 3 weeks ago. Want to know why? He was with the Detroit Lions. Marvin Hall. Marvin Hall Jr. was their number 1 receiver and he wasn't on the squad 3 weeks prior. And I think it's a disservice to the Browns, the Lions, and the the Broncos that the league didn't give him shit. They didn't care. And here's and the they, they here, didn't push the game back and when here's they should have. And Marvin Hall got his route running patterns from Baker on his palm, saying, "Hey Marvin, <laughs> pretty much. Okay. I, I, hey Marvin, I want you to run five yards straight, and then I want you to cut towards the middle. And I'm going to hit you in stride, Marvin. <laughs> well, and it looked it looked that way. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it did look. That you know, way. but that's the thing is, like, it, it seems like they're accommodating. Yep. And I, is is it ratings based? Because the the Ravens and the Steelers is a pretty big draw. The Jets sure. and the Browns." a drop no but it's the Browns it's a feel-good story it's a business and, it's it's a business yeah and they're it, looking to make money and now you look at the Browns this week they're down their uh number two tight end they're yep. down their um they're uh, starting safety in sendejo and yep. and they're uh Curtis Joseph I, I believe that I don't know if that's his first name but Joseph He's out, so they got three more guys that aren't going to play this week because of it, and it's just a sham. And now you look at the situation where they got to go home, fortunately, to play Pittsburgh, which you know they don't have anything to play for, and it shows. You got uh, Big Ben not playing, JJ Watt not playing, um, J- not JJ Watt. Um, I'm sorry, TJ Watt. TJ not playing, and uh, Hayward. Uh, not playing. So, I mean, you, your three best players on that team are out, which helps Cleveland. So, you know, if they put it together and, and you know, maybe they'll get into the playoffs, maybe they won't. Yeah. And, you know, and the thing is, is, and I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I, if Cleveland wins that game, don't they face the Steelers in the first, potentially face, face the Steelers in the first round? It, it's It was looking that way until Buffalo decided to uh, pull down their pants and Shit all over the New England Patriots on um, yeah. Monday Night Football, right on the fifty-yard line. Oh boy, uh, Allen's an unbelievable quarterback, but oh, yeah. So uh, Mike if, Sullivan, he yeah. he. Oh man. So if Cleveland wins, they're in, and they'll, they'll have to go to um, Buffalo, which will be holding sixty-seven hundred Bills Mafia in the house. You know what? So, well, the, the, you know, and I think the state of New York, or I should say, maybe the maybe Buffalo, the city council of Buffalo, allowed that well, no, they, it was they, Cuomo because they haven't been to the playoffs since 1996. Yeah, Cuomo tweeted out today that he was um, going to allow uh, 6,700 fans to attend their first playoff game, which is cool. Yeah, that, I mean, that's cool. But hey, let's not put the cart in front of the horse here because listen, True. the Browns. They got to win. If they yep, win, they're yep, in. Yep. I mean, and, and you thought they were going to win even down the guys last week, and they didn't. So if they're uh, so if they win, they're in. You know, if they lose, mm-hmm. man, they need to. They need all the stars to align. Yeah, they need considerable help because yeah. what they need is they need Indy, Miami, and Baltimore all to lose. All to lose. All to lose. And and that's <laughs> they got to have the perfect storm. They're the the one that has an opportunity is. Miami because they have to go to Buffalo will will um, they play their starters yeah, this week I, yeah. I, I mean the way the way that team is the way they're built with Wade McDermott is I don't think they're gonna sit there guys so yeah that's a tough out for Miami so but we'll see it well, should be it's gonna be an exciting <laughs> I, weekend I'll tell you right now whether they start Tua or they start Fitz Fitz magic oh well you know, it, it it puts Miami in a great position. And you and I kind of talked off air about this a little bit about uh, realistically, when you look at it, how complete their quarterback situation is. Because if Tua's struggling a little bit, mm-hmm. they got no problem right. putting Fitz Magic yep. in there. Because and, you know what? He won the game last uh, week for him. Well, Tua was doing absolutely nothing. And he has a problem with getting the ball downfield, it seems. Um, when you force him out of the pocket, it usually a player of that stature. They're successful, yes. But he just does not seem to. And and I get it. He he's really. This is the first year first he's played football in you know a year and a half. So he might be a little behind the eight ball. But he he looked bad, and they pulled him. And Fitz just come in there and a uh, cold off the bench, and, oh yeah, and just gets it gets him down the field, and that throw. At the end, oh, man. That, with his head pulled <laughs> completely around, and he hits the... Ugh. He pretty much was looking at his asshole yeah, on that he face was. mask. He was, and and he hit it, and so that set up the game-winning field goal, and another loss for the Las Vegas, not Oakland, Raiders. Yeah, Chucky. Chucky got another loss. <laughs> Eight, seven more years on that contract. So with that being said, we got an exciting weekend coming up here with some football. So... Uh, you know the games that we got going on that we really are going to focus on here is the AFC South, man. Yep. I mean, it's it's good. The AFC South here we got good. We got Tennessee well, at Houston, and Houston's a seven and a half point dog. Yeah, and they're they're both sitting at ten and five. Yep. Which I mean, you look at the the comparison between the AFC and the NFC. There's going to be a good chance that there's a ten and six or or a eleven and five team that doesn't make the playoffs. That's, I mean, you know what? And that's unbelievable because it was funny because I was sitting there the other day and I was watching. I think I was watching the I think the Kansas City game, <laughs> and and they and they posted up something out there about the records. And I'm thinking to myself, man, who would have thought? Who would have thought back in August? the AFC would be like that the powerhouse oh my god the powerhouse i mean I'm just i mean unreal we'll look at the NFC north <laughs> i know <laughs> you, yeah. you three out of your four teams uh, are good chance to make the playoffs yeah exactly so that's pretty sweet so yeah you got tennessee you got tennessee at houston, houston. and it, you know houston's a 7 Seven-and-a-half-point dog. Well, coming off that J.J. Watt presser, Oof. if if those players aren't fired up, if he doesn't get those fights. So I do think Tennessee will they, go down and win. They might have toilet papered his house the day after. I don't know. I do see Tennessee going down and winning because they've got a lot to prove after being Molly um, mollywhopped by uh, MVP Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in the blizzard, in the cold. Uh, just beat the tar out of them, yeah. so I think they've got a lot to erase from last week. So I do see Tennessee going down there and winning by seven and a half. Mm, I, that that that's to be determined. It's very questionable. I'll tell you that right now. Then the next game you got in the AFC, you got Indy versus Jacksonville, Jacksonville. and Jacksonville's the fourteen point dog. I don't think I think Indy's going to cover the spread. I do, I think Indy's going to uh, win by. At least three touchdowns. I think Mike Glennon is starting again. I think it just came out today yeah. that he's going to be starting. And and Indy's coming off a really bad loss to the Steelers, um, dominating first half. I mean, it was twenty four to seven going into the break, and you, you you the writing was on the wall for the Steelers. Uh, and what did Mike Tomlin say in, in halftime? Did he go around and kick the whole team in the ass? Uh, he might have dumped some garbage cans over in the locker room. Maybe I, threw a couple against the wall. I, there's, there's a flipped good, over a table of Gatorade. I'm sure he did something I, like that. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off on a on a limb and say that probably did happen. But whatever the case may be, uh, they came out and uh, some analysts like to say they learned, they remember how to play football, and they shut out the Colts in the second half. Win the North and uh, s- screw the Browns, but anyways. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to blame the NFL for screwing the Browns yeah, because yeah. They, they should have pushed that game yeah, back. Uh, absolutely. So the Colts have a lot to play for. Um, so the scenario is this Tennessee wins, Colts lose, Tennessee wins the division. Indy wins, Tennessee loses, Indy wins the division. Here's the caveat they both win. Who wins the division? The Colts, yep, because they have the better head-to-head record. So uh, there's a good chance that Tennessee or Indy gonna be gonna be eleven in five and miss the playoffs. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> so you know, you gauge your season based upon. Did you make the playoffs or not? Was it a success you made the playoffs, 11-5, and and you missed the playoffs? Well, I'll tell you right now, Tennessee's not going to go down there, and they're not going to fire Mike Vabrell. Oh, vrabel has got a lifetime contract as far as I'm concerned. So we go to the NFC East. We talk about that a little bit. The NFC NFC least, as I like to call them. Oh, my gosh. I mean, they're just – you want to talk about a pitfall of of a – but uh, you know what, though? You it may- take it. No, you take it. No, you take it. <laughs> that, that That's pretty much how they're playing football these days. I mean, but really what it does is I'm kind of glad that they kind of have these games scheduled like this <laughs> because <laughs> it really puts it into perspective. The NFL, the NFL they're has terrible. Done, they're, uh, the uh, NFC East is absolutely terrible. If anybody could shit the bed it, any more than anything, it's the NFC East. And what I love more about it is this is a division that uh, preseason – they laud over ESPN, NFL Network, the 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 Cowboys, the Eagles. These are the two of the, the most publicized teams that they just nonstop coverage over. And the fact that they're they they suck as as Pat McAfee like to say they stink. Uh, I love it because in all reality they do stink. They're over publicized. They're over hyped. And and. They haven't done anything, in my opinion. So you look at the first game, Cowboys at the Giants. So Cowboys are favored by two and a half. That's going to be a good football game because uh, old Redhead uh, has Andy Dalton. Yeah. It found his groove. He's actually played some good football. But You know who Andy Dalton looks like? I'm going to tell you right now. So the visual I see, every time anybody says, hey, Andy Dalton, you ever see – the movie Incredibles 2. The little redhead kid who's the... I, I have not. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now, you got two choices. Either you go have a couple of kids or you just go watch Incredibles 2. I'm going to watch Incredibles 2. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. But he's he's actually played good football. So you're going to have Danny Dimes out there um, at home against the Cowboys. Uh, who knows how that's going to play out? So... The winner of that game is going to have to wait all the way till the end of Sunday, where the NFL decided to play the Washington football team against the E A G L E S Eagles on prime where, time, where they throw batteries at Santa Claus, yeah, and Aaron Rodgers, yes. So pretty much, it's it's simple for Washington. You win. And you get the booby prize you 're going to be a seven and nine division champion, which is a disgrace um but if they lose, then the winner of the Cowboys Giants game becomes the division winner uh and they're going to get a home playoff game two or three games under five hundred which <laughs> I, yeah I, I just i believe it's only happened one time, which was about ten years ago when the the saints'm I'm, I'm a here's my thing i 'm a firm believer Okay, the NHL, the NHL goes through and they say, "Hey, we got an East, we got a West," and when the playoffs come, they the see they yep. seed them that yep. way. And I think the NFL yep. needs to adopt that. Sure, you got your you got your NFC, you got your AFC. What they need to do is they need they need to adopt mm-hmm. that format because you're it, gonna have you're gonna have. Um, it's, uh, yeah. You're gonna have a uh, who's the who's the five seed in the NFC. I don't know. Oh, boy. But anyways, you're going to have a team that's roughly five or six games over 500. Yeah. And uh, they're going to have to go on the road. Exactly. They're going to go on the road to play a team. <laughs> that's completely garbage. That is is two or three games under 500, and they're going to get a home game. I, I To me, that's a black mark on the league. No, I, I mean, I, I, I just think that's an embarrassment. But... Um, I don't know. It's it, it it is what it is, I guess in the world of of the NFL. So you're looking at oh who's um well it could be Seattle. No, nope, it's not Seattle. Uh Tampa Bay. It's going to be Tampa Bay. Ta- Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Tampa Bay um, which may be a little overrated, but uh eh, whatever. Sorry, sorry for the delay, folks. We had to, uh, <laughs> we had to check the, uh, we the to old sure, NFL.com. Yeah, we had to make sure we had the correct information for you, <laughs> folks. So you're going to have Tampa Bay, I almost said Tampa. Tampa. Who, you know, they played well, but they played the Lions, so that's not saying much. They're going to go into, uh, my guess is going to be Washington. I think Washington's going to end up winning because I think Alex Smith is, is going to play, um, no calf or not? I think he's going to go out on the football field and his, their their ability to play defense. Oh, it's amazing. Chase Young's a beast. Well, that whole defensive front is probably top two or three in the NFL. Yeah. That's going to win the division for them. So, but then that that right there. So you got Tom Brady going to march into Washington to play the football team. And what is Tom Brady's kryptonite? pressure. Yep. It, when you pressure Tom Brady, he turns into Dan Orlovsky. So <laughs> stepping out of the back it, of the end zone. So now you have a situation where you have a uh 11 and 5 team, we'll say, going to go into a 7 and 9 Washington, and uh there's a good chance they might lose that game because their ability to play defense, but yeah. So All right, man. Well, we we beat the dead horse a while in NFL let's we move on yeah let's 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 shift our topic here let's let's shift gears i'm going to tell you right now i'm really excited about january 1st oh so does our new keggerator is excited for january 1st too <laughs> which for you guys that don't know, we, uh, we, had a, we, we had a fatality. Yeah, we had a fatality here in the studio. Between the last podcast and this one, we've had a. Uh, our, our original um, beer machine decided to say, well, I'm not going to work anymore. So we had to. Uh, make some changes, and we had to mix. We had to do some crowdfunding. Yeah, and uh, or, as, uh, <laughs> or as, or as or uh, Kevin <laughs> Kevin says, a man of funds. Yeah, it's, he is a man of funds. A man of funds. So we had to uh, purchase a new kegerator, and it came yesterday, and it is working, and uh, we're enjoying an ice cold Coors Light at yeah, the moment. Yeah, but after that. Uh, so yes, but January. The, yeah, so so yeah. So January first bowl games. So, or? so hold on here. Let's let hold on. Let's let's back up a little bit. We got New Year's coming up, man. Oh, yes, we do. So, uh, man, New Year's, New Year's, new hopes, right? That's what I like to call it as. <laughs> after our, after 2020, I mean 2021 is going to start off the same as 2020 is going to end. Well, however, but I, hopefully I'm thinking that it's going to bless us with uh, you know, health and uh and happiness. Sure. But I also have to say that I can't wait for the college football games that day. Oh well. Hey, hey you know what? Here's the thing: is we had a couple line we had a line change in one of the games, in the going way up. Oh yeah. So sorry, Bill. Yeah, uh, we have a uh, we have a fellow friend who is a uh, a Rudy Rudiger fan <laughs> from Notre Dame. <laughs> Uh, but you know what? For you know what? There's you know as they call the Walmart Wolverines and stuff yep. like that. He's 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 a legitimate Notre yeah. Dame grad. Yeah, we can't call him a Walmart nope. Notre Dame fan. God bless him. So anyway, so Alabama now is getting 19 points. 19 points. I mean, I just uh, for that, I just can't as I, as I mean, a as a Notre Dame fan. It just I, keeps I getting mean, worse and worse and worse. I, I, I this is the only thing I can think of as a Notre Dame fan. Just how bad, and maybe I'll eat crow on our next episode. Which, if they, if you know, if Notre Dame plays out their ass, I'll admit I was wrong. But after seeing what Clemp son did to the Fighting Irish or as Rich likes to call them, the Fighting Rudigers. This yeah. um, <laughs> is it's a scary, scary opponent for Notre Dame. Uh, and, and I believe that uh, Roll Tide will roll all over the Irish and cover that 19. Ooh. Well, you know what? Let me tell you something. My honest opinion, and in- – 99.9999% of the time. I'll give you my honest opinion. I don't think Alabama's going to cover the spread. I, I, I'm i honestly thinking, well, no, that, that hopefully, hopefully Alabama's defense is suspect. Yes, hopefully. I, and I'm and, You know, you guys can't see me right now, but you know, I got my fingers crossed right now. That is a lie. No, my fingers are crossed. Oh, if you I'd want to fall. call it that. Arthritis. Is that better? <laughs> so my fingers are crossed that, you know, Alabama, they, 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 they're they going to put points up. I think the over-under, I think is like plus 65, I think is oh. what it is. But, you oh, know, they. here's my thing is Notre Dame is going to hold them at least relatively close. I'm saying two touchdowns. Mm. I'm going to say it's going to be about a 14-point difference. Uh, take, take it or leave it it doesn't yeah, matter I mean that's that's fair that's fair I just think Alabama has way too many weapons um, defense like I said earlier uh, not so much yeah, but suspect. when you can have the ability to match score for score and they're, they're gonna make stops and and Clemson proved that you forced book out of the pocket you force him to you force them to to make book beat you, there's a good chance that uh, it's not going to work out well for Notre Dame, but we're going to see how that goes. Yeah. I've also seen book be able to um, uh, pull some plays out of his ass in the, out of the pocket. The first time they played Clemson, he he won the game for him. So, well. albeit uh, Goldilocks wasn't playing in yeah. the game, but you know which made a big difference. But when he needed to make a play he made a play. So, we'll see, we'll see if if he's going to have that ability to do that this week. So, on the next game we got we got Clemson, OSU. So, here's my here's my thing that I struggle with right now on that. I'm a firm believer that you don't fuel the fire. Okay? Here's a quote. You ready for this one? a quote from Dabo. Dabo. Plus, obviously, you're going to study their games this year. That'll be a quick study for us. There were only 6. So that'll be a little it'll be a little bit easier. Typically, you're going into these games, you've got 13 games to study. So we won't be as a daunting task. But yeah, we're familiar with them. They're familiar with us. And we look forward to it. Why? Why are you? Why are you loading your opponent well, with ammunition? You know what? Because I'll tell you right now. If I was Ryan Day, this is what well, Ryan, that would be. The that would be the biggest yeah. fucking well, banner in well, the locker room, saying, "Hey guys, the guy down in Clemson is doing this. Hey Devil, shut up. Win football games. Whether you believe in." Uh, chalkboard material, maybe in the college game, eh, maybe it's it's to be determined. But Dabble also put them at number eleven in the coaches in ball. the coaches' blow. So he's been he's been shatting all over the Ohio State University pretty much uh, since the the rankings came out. Yes. And um, I you know I think he's looking out for you know Texas A and M, maybe Georgia. Well, that he you know, feels I, they should have been, yeah. I in think that position. I, I, I think given the games and everything like that. And here's my thing: is I, I'm not very happy with the Big Ten on how they how they did what they did because realistically, they said, "Hey, listen, we're, we're gonna we're gonna you got to play six games. Yep. You got to play six games to be eligible yep. f- for the Big Ten championship game." They changed that rule, but with that being said, you can go back and forth. You're going to hear Ohio State fans say. Michigan ducked us and dodged us. They did this, they did that because their season was crap. Say what you want, feel however you want to feel or anything like that, but given this year, Mm. and here's the thing is, all the players that play this year are eligible to come back again next year. Yep. So, they didn't didn't lose eligibility at all. Yeah, so, I mean, so, if you have a problem with COVID, hey, you know what? Sit out. Sit out. Yep. Get, get up on your education. Get your guys healthy. Yep. Come get, back next year. Get them and, going. And some of them kids could have played and not had school. But, yeah. But do I think Michigan ducked OSU? I, I, I don't believe that was the case. No. I, I, I honestly, in my heart, I'd like to think that it wasn't, but... Is there a sliver of a chance that Maybe. might have been a way? Yeah, Maybe. a sliver. But you know what, but, though? Here's, those kids want to compete. Sure, they It do. doesn't matter. Sure the, they do. the kids want to play. The kids want to compete. But the reality is, was Ohio State the best team in the Big Ten? Yes. Yeah. Was it even close? Not really, no. Um, but they struggled. They struggled. They struggled you know, against but, Northwestern. Well, they didn't have some players, but that you know that's to be expected down with Columbus. But, but we've had this conversation. I'm a big fan of next man up. Sure, sure. You know, here's my thing is, and Ohio State's proven that to be the case. They've been able to yeah. to, to ride that ship. And I have known uh, walk ons at U of M, and uh, it's next man up. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? There is a stable of ponies out there. Go pull one out of the stable. Sound the alarm. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so, so, back, yeah, back to this this Clemson versus Buckeyes. So, I, I got Clemson. Yeah, the, the line to me, I mean, as of show prep, it was 7.5. I'm not sure if it's gone up uh, or down at, at this point. But uh, Ohio State getting 7.5, that that number seems awfully low. I, the way Clemson was able to dispatch uh Notre Dame a couple weeks ago. I, I just think of the four teams remaining; they're the most complete. They've got a uh, outstanding defense. They have their offense is is uh, rolling, and the, their special teams is good. So, I mean, I think they're the most complete team. I do see Clemson winning by at least two touchdowns. So, I think we agree on that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm more on the lines of maybe ten points, but. Um... Two touchdowns isn't going to surprise me. No, not next, at all. Next game I want to talk about Citrus Bowl, Auburn, Northwestern, Auburn, a three and a half point dog. You you look at Auburn, they got a new coach coming in. Will he be on the sidelines for this game? True. Um, will a lot of their players play? Um, Northwestern again, Pat Fitzgerald, who for. For whatever reason, you never hear his name in the mix for NFL jobs. Oh, I heard it this week. Well, he deserves it. I he, heard it this week. He is an unbelievable coach. Um, he can get more out of a dead specimen than anybody I've ever been able to see. These these kids that come in are one, two stars. Sometimes they're not even recruited. And what he's able to get out of them it is impressive because oh. really Northwestern is a is an uh, academic school, so you got to have you got to have the stones to go and play on that squad for that school. So uh, it's it's three and a half. Uh, they're favored by three and a half. This is going to be a good game. I I, I do think Northwestern is going to pull it out in the end because of their ability to play defense. I I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that one. And I think we both got it written down that they are gonna they are gonna cover the spread. Yeah, I mean it. It 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 might be a a six point game. It might be a five. It's it's gonna be close. Very low scoring. uh, A a very ho hum defensive effort. But Northwestern is gonna pull it out in the end. Oh, I agree with you. So next one up, we got the uh, uh, Chick Fil A. Which by the way, overrated. Their chicken sandwiches are so goddamn overrated. Overrated. We have a Chick Fil A. a couple towns over to us, and um, you can ahead so and say it. we got we a we're no, in Novi. Uh, so we'll say right now, if you were looking to get in line in the drive-through, you're looking at you know, maybe ten o'clock before you, you you get you get your overrated chicken sandwich on a plain bun. I'm sorry. The only good thing about Chick fil A is their ice. Oh, I prefer Sonic's ice better. That's it. Yeah. So. We got the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. We got Georgia versus Cincinnati and Cincinnati is a 7-point dog. Yeah, that that that, that surprises me. And um, I tell you right now, Luke Fickle. Oh, well, there's a guy I'm going to tell you where I wanted him at. But in Ann Arbor? Yes, I did. Yeah, God, God, I want him in Arbor. Unfortunately, he bleeds uh scarlet and gray and and I don't see him ever coming here, but yes, that would be a that would be a hell of a coach to have.
1: Yeah, but he, he, I I mean he I
0: the the thing that the things that he has done to Cincinnati. Yep. But the is second to none. The the NCAA has no love for the Bearcats whatsoever. Oh no. Um, they got screwed out of the, the the final four, which it did not expect. I mean, uh, no surprise I should say. Yeah. And this game, Georgia who, let's face it, Georgia has not impressed me at all. No, not, uh, and, no, not one bit. No, and to come in here and 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 give them seven points, I, I do. I think Georgia's is going to win the game. I, I do, but they're not going to cover. Cincinnati's going to cover. I'm so I'm going with uh, the Bearcats to cover Georgia to win the game. I am in absolute agreement with you on this one. Seven points, especially with a team like Cincinnati. Well, okay, so so I mean, here's the thing: is like. I'm thinking maybe if it's gonna go one way or the other, it's gonna be a field goal win. Yeah. Or Cincinnati's gonna yep. come out and they're gonna be gamers. Sure. But the two teams that really got no love this year were, you know, the the Coastal Carolina I don't I can't really I I don't know what their uh, moniker is, but um and Cincinnati and, and Coastal Carolina Lost to uh, Liberty, Liberty, Liberty in overtime. Yeah. So that was kind of a bad loss in the, uh, uh, the 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 thought of Coastal Carolina being up there in one of the New Year's Day bowls. But I do think Cincinnati is going to play them tough. Um, maybe a field goal at the end to win. So and for those of you who want to know that all these games will be broadcasted over at the uh, Speakeasy three thirty on New Year's Day yep. and. Yep. Um, uh, your boy uh, Tom and Rich are going to be uh, intently watching those games. And, and, and handing out, at that point, we're going to be drinking Locals Light from Shorts Brewery in uh, northern Michigan. So we're, we're graciously awaiting for a Coors Light tap to run dry so we can plug that bad boy in. All right, and it's getting there. Yeah, it's close. So let's move on. Yes. Because I want to talk about something that starts tomorrow. For the losers. And I'm (laughs) the the bottom seven. And I'm telling you right now, I can't wait for it. I mean, I said it in the first podcast. I can't wait for it to start. I'm in love with the division alignments. I really am. But I'm excited to get this thing going. I really am. NHL. NHL. Yeah, it opens up for the seven teams that were not in the bubble last year. And uh, surprisingly, enough, breaking news here just within the last hour or so, Sedano Charo. The capitals. capitals for under a million dollars. I mean, uh, that 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 tells me that that's a guy that wants to win and doesn't care about how much. Not only that, though, he he might just want to play, yeah, you know. So, I mean, it goes either way, but yeah, so sure. we got so we got NFL starting tomorrow or uh, NHL starting tomorrow, yep, the training camps. So, I'm excited to see that, and um. Uh, so we got the new we got New Year's plans yep. tomorrow night, don't we? We got New Year's Eve plans, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we're we're uh hosting a you know a COVID I, I, get together. Yeah, with our COVID bubble family. There might be a couple other sprinkled in there, but uh we're gonna have a little FU to twenty twenty tomorrow night. We're gonna you know, kick off twenty twenty one right. So yeah, we're we're gonna have a little um C D C regulated gathering. And just you no know, just a little bit to just kinda say, Hey, you know what? 2020 is done, move on to 2021, hopefully, hopefully the sun shines a little bit brighter yeah. in 2021 for yes. us. Yep. So tell me something you're looking forward to. I know we kind of hit on it a little bit earlier, but what's, what's 2020, some of the thoughts or, or ideas or plans that you you hope to you know prosper in 2021? I mean, the, really the only thing that I'm looking forward to is I'm, I'm looking forward to still just having a good time. I'm looking forward to um everything that's going on and everything like that and um I just I just want to have health, I want to have happiness. Yep. And um I just want to make it through 2021, really. I mean, like like we said earlier, you know, the first couple months, you know, are expected to be pretty rough, but beyond that, there's the vaccine, whether you take it or not. Uh, you know, that's your prerogative, but um, I just, you know, some bit of normalcy, and, and I think that starts with putting people in the arenas, having some concerts, getting out, being able to go out to the bars and restaurants, and just, you know, maybe at some point um, not having to wear the mask, which, you know, I don't have a problem doing. So I think that, you know, a hint of normalcy here in the in the upcoming year is, is what I'm looking forward to. And I know it's not going to be all the way back to normalcy, but you know some resemblance of it is what i hope for the up- in upcoming year yeah and you know i uh, it's going to be unusual it's going to be different I, hopefully we'll be able to um hopefully we'll be able to get to do maybe some vacations yeah. and stuff like that um you know the vaccine's going to come along we have um uh one part of our bubble family that's celebrating um, um Christmas and New Year's in uh Maui which is uh which is nice so yeah shout out to them hopefully they're having a great vacation so. and they're going to quarantine for 10 to 7 <laughs> 10 to 14 days when they <laughs> yeah, get back yeah but uh yeah so that's uh yeah we generally would be out of town at this point in time and and obviously we decided against it with the situation and uh yeah vacations yeah exactly so Anyway, with all that being said and everything like that, um is good hour. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, and uh, A little more than an hour, yeah. but, you know, we'll... You but we, know. we encourage everybody, if you haven't already, go to the Twitter machine and follow us at, at Easy Speak Cast. And now we are also on the gram, the Instagram, uh, with the same name, at Easy Speak Cast. So, um, you know, we look forward to... Hearing your requests and any show topics or anything like that. And uh, other than that, uh, great, great topics, great hour talk, and we'll do it again next week. All right, everybody. You guys have a good one. Uh, Stay safe and uh, happy new year. Happy new year to you.